Hi everybody, welcome to Live with Domery on Domery Healthy and Fit channel. And today I'm gonna start calling myself the medium connection to the world. Hi, thank you for joining everybody. Today we have an incredible guest coming on whose book has been released through Fulton Books. He should be joining us shortly and we're gonna learn a lot about his life and how he became an author and how he is here he is hold on he just requested in hold on guys let's let's see what's happening there he is here we go we are connecting the author right now hold on welcome okay welcome to live with Marie. everybody this is the famous author that you are going to know all around the world. This is Robert Joseph Deshaies II. Welcome, Robert. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for honoring me today with this time to talk about your brand new book. This is his brand new book. It is incredible and you guys are going to have to go get it at Barnes & Noble or you can order it at Amazon, EPUB, Apple Play, and it is called Blackjack 22 Modern Poetry. So, Robert, tell me a little bit about your life and how you decided to become an author. Well, I mean, you are my mother, so you know. <laughs> Uh, like I had this idea that I wanted to help people, um, you know, whether it be through, you know, medicine, uh, therapy, like psychology, all that stuff. And I ended up writing one day. I ended up, I, I've always been a reader and I've read so many books throughout my life. As you can see, it's, it's a huge bookshelf just behind me. It's only it's part of the collection. Um, but I ended up just sitting down one day in this journal and I started writing thoughts down of like mm -hmm. how I wanted the world to be and how I like see myself in the world and drawing some certain conclusions I saw that the world was a certain way and yeah. it's kind of hard to change that it's that certain way how do but, you believe what do you mean by the world was a certain way so there are you know, there are um, unfortunate realities and yeah. there are like these illusions that we have to um, kind of figure out as ourselves because yeah Okay. So uh, the first half of the book books in two halves. So you have the downtake and the uptake. Uh, the downtake is pretty much me breaking down all the ugly dark side. You know, the, the dark side of life or the dark side that you have seen within life that you've interpreted and put down on paper? It's kind of the dark side of what's inside of yourself. Mm hmm. Um, 
and that's the thing that I've always loved is that's true demons you can figure out your demons yeah it's not necessarily the might be the right thing with you like for example I've struggled with depression anxiety as a lot of people do um, yes and you like figure out is this life worth living um, am I worth this existence and that's like you know some of the bigger questions but when you break it down and ask what's these bad things about yourself that you don't necessarily like and then you look at the positive side to it it's oftentimes a duality that confuses a lot of people um and i've always been interested in that duality side so i actually made this like compare and contrast of my pros my cons and it was everything from so it's basically um, let me let me stop you right there so it's basically taking a paper drawing that line down the middle of the the pros of your life and what you found enriched your life but then everything that destroyed your life and then you came together with those to create yeah it's kind of it's more on a uh, emotional and yeah mental level rather yeah because our environments do affect us a lot but a lot of beginnings to journeys is definitely looking within and seeing all the events that have affected around you mm -hmm. and have, like, help uh, bring you to who you are so true you know, Yes. I like um, that. That's a good one. So, uh, definitely the downtake of the book is so that's the first half, and that's about uh, so there's about 75 poems in the book. So, the okay. 30 are going to be um, the downtake, and that's breaking myself down, looking at the anxieties, looking at the depressions, looking at the fear, looking at the pain, looking at the scars that I like hold on my body. Yeah. And I the can. Thing is, once you realize that fear, it's the part that you can help to get back up. I actually 100% agree with you. I was fearful my entire life of trying to be that perfect mom, that perfect friend, that perfect everything, and always saying yes. And it was destroying me along with the disease of multiple sclerosis and what that brings forth with living with fear and how much of that darkness affects our life and how we have to be able to face the darkness and the anxiety. And it's kind of like facing yourself in the mirror every morning and just saying, you're there, but I'm not going to let you take me down. Yeah, it is very much so recognizing demons. Yeah. Exactly. What, I, what I've taken is that you look at them, you know they're there. Yes. They're never going to go away. Um, but the thing is, you use the positive sides. You look at your compassion, you look at the happiness in your soul, you look yeah. at the love you want to feel from people. Because we all want to see the future. We all want to see that bright, hopeful star that's going to bring us to like the events of you know, futures coming. Because um, we all have that hope that we will become better, and then like we all will I truly believe that, Robbie, uh, Robert, because 
I felt like I was doing better for me by helping so many others in the beginning when I was in so much pain and didn't know what was wrong with me. But I wasn't aware of what I was doing to myself. But once I found myself through many years of depression, torture, suicidal thoughts, not knowing who Domery was, I only knew what I thought Domery was supposed to be. And once I found Domery is when the light started to come out. So is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm not his dad. <laughs> that was cute. Yes. awesome I mean reading is the greatest gift of all it doesn't matter what you're reading just reading in general whether you're on the computer or you're picking up a book I like a book um, but there are times when I can't get to that book and I have to go online but I know that you do a lot of both of that world of reading online and connecting and looking through other authors and speaking of that let me jump into one quick Great. Um, so, for example, Morrison talks about, I got like the hopeful future, um, the eventualities that everything we live in is a giant circle, and it's about the constant like, karma, reincarnation, learning about yourself as a priority, using your identity to help propel across time. Uh, crazy high concept art and ideas that I absolutely love. And then Warren Ellis is the really grounded, realistic side yeah. of the ugly trying to understand how that happens um because if we don't understand it a lot of times people are just become scared of it. that's and very true face it. but i want to be able to look at it see like these really dark things and be like that's why they do that mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't help uh when you just become scared and you shove it away so that's why in a lot of part i like writing horror because horror actually brings out a lot of things in us where we can see the hope on the other side of that dark tunnel so um, I, I am aware because we have spoken, um, your second book is a horror novel. Yes. Yeah. It's a horror anthology. Antho yes, anthology. Um, and that, I, I can't wait to read that book. Um, that's going to be amazing. But let's, let's talk about Blackjack 22 Modern Poetry because um, 
this book is a mixture of poetry that you can literally go from one page to the back of the book and go back to the front of the book and dog ear and find your favorites and it literally makes you want to call the author and oh my gosh this relates to my life and I find a lot of the books that I read I reach out to those authors and I say oh my gosh this relates to me so much and that's what you've done with Blackjack 22 modern poetry so you have darkness in here you have light in here and it all came from your life and how you view the world what would be one thing in your life that you could share with my audience that stood out to have you find yourself and grounding yourself to where you became this an author a, a very young like passionate author that this one's being released and you've got four more at Fulton Books in the works right now getting to be released at such a young age so why don't you tell us a little bit about that Mm-hmm. Uh, from the lowest of the low to the highest of the high, but if I had to give advice to say, you know, another fellow writer uh, watching this, it's don't be afraid to show a lot of yourself. Mm-hmm. If you are able to write yourself on a page in yeah. complete and total honesty, because you know most storytellers are liars, like we create stories to lie, uh, but there's always truth behind that lie, mm-hmm. and the truth behind the lie is always about It's your life. Uh, they're, not, they're not stories. They're poems and they're poetry and they're emotions and enveloped in words. Um, and so I wrote Blackjack as a lot of myself, but I wrote it as if I was writing, writing a letter to the world. Okay. So I wrote it. That's how I wrote it for everybody. I wrote it as this is my love letter to the world. This is my upsets with the world. This is why I feel anxiety in the world. So that's pretty much the entirety of Blackjack. Yeah. Would I change it? And the answer is no, I wouldn't. Because it wouldn't have made me who I am. I like that. And I am happy that you are honest and you brought that up. Because I truly believe in life that we become who we are by accepting what has happened in our life. And we can choose to let it destroy us or choose to take it and mold it and move forward forward with the passion of how it built us and put it all together and continue to move forward in life and I love that you wrote it from your heart and that every poem is a piece of what you lived through so go ahead Mm-hmm. Uh, ex-loves, romantic interests, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. And really, a lot of the times it was me writing to myself. It was, it was me like, this is, this is what 
what I love, this is what I hope to do. And really, the whole, if you read it from front to back, page okay. to page, in complete order, there's actually this giant overarching story of that beautiful end that you always want to get out of a book. You know, you always want to have a book that has a solid ending. And what I did is I actually made an ending uh, of, like, the future, how I, like, want to see it. But it's the future how I would make it. I like and that. Yeah. You can still forge your path ahead. The world is how it is now, but that doesn't say anything about all the different paths that lie before you in the future. And that's kind of the huge ending I want to tell for a lot of people. It's like you have the right to forge your own path. There isn't some predetermined destiny. Destiny, if anything, is the pathways, oceans of oceans and waves of different uh, mm -hmm. choices and actions. And all the ones you do are the ones that actually lead to your supposed destiny is how I kind of see it. I believe that's true. I remember writing um, when, probably like 10 years ago, writing a book, What Does It Mean to Be the Joneses? And it was about a pathway. And I still have that book. And it's still sitting in my file. But I never thought it could ever be published. And it was about we can go down this pathway and find that's not the path we were supposed to go on. But somehow within that time frame, we learned something about ourselves or something we were supposed to bring to others. And we were supposed to be detoured down that pathway of life to help somebody else to get them back on their proper pathway for their future. So I believe that life is, a, is like a tree. It is just like blossoming from one end to the other. And there could be this, the tiniest little tree that's wilby and, and weak. And then it's got the strong one by the side. And I believe that that's why the world is what it is and it's which path or tree limb you're going to take and why are you on that path and analyzing at that moment where is this taking me and that's what you've done in this book and how you live your life every day today correct yeah and i would say the biggest message i'm trying to get across besides obviously finding yourself and your identity mm -hmm. is Yeah. You know, we will be stopped. We will hit that obstacle. And sometimes that obstacle might not be something fearful or hateful. It could be simply helping a person on the sidewalk or smiling at somebody as yeah. you walk by. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those things is you carry a smile on your face as I walk. Like I have this motto in my head when I wake up and I do my morning meditation. It's just smile. It makes your day that much easier. And it, and it makes everybody else around you see that it's a little bit easier to walk that's so true a restaurant or a coffee shop or because i spend a lot of time in coffee shops too right um you just smile and you say hello how is your day going you know because and don't you find it interesting when people look up at you and they're kind of shocked it's great i love it yeah and it's kind of like oh i'm i'm not invisible like he actually smiled at me today and the invisible people are the people that honestly care the most yes about Those are the people I want to get to know. And, you know, for example, with, like, you, 
shut themselves in. They want to close themselves off from the world because will the world accept them for who they are and this disease? And I've met so many people through you who have this, and the disease is nothing. No. It's a word. It's a name. It's a name. It's a character behind that helps bring out the good things in people. Exactly. I think multiple sclerosis, yeah, I think multiple sclerosis, absolutely. You can let it destroy you or you can define yourself and are you going to take what you've learned and help every other warrior out there? And it doesn't mean just the multiple sclerosis warriors. It means anyone with autoimmune disease or anything in life. What is given to us and what happens to us is not a curse. What is given to us and happens to us is where are you going to take that and help somebody else in the world and learn from it and be able to wear it on your shoulder proud and say, yes, I have this. And guess what? I'm going to help you out and turn it around as well as I'm going to learn about me. I always like asking people, how is your journey going to you where you are now? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always love talking to other people about their stories first. Because I always feel like that's a great way to introduce yourself. Yes. Is, Hello, how are you? you know, my name is Law. Like, where have you been? Who are you? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the great stories that we are able to tell, especially me because I love writing fiction, is being able to put yourself in that mindset, being able to listen and understand. Because you can write your story as often and as much as you want um, because that's a never-ending thing. That's but true. When you can help interpret and, like, you know, reflect and put yourself in another person's shoes and be able to write in those words, I think that really is where a lot of my kind of success has come from. Because I love looking at another person and I'm like, oh, okay, that's where you've been. And I have not necessarily experienced the same thing, but, like, still emotionally, I can help resonate in that and I can help, like, project those feelings onto a page. That's great. And sometimes people can't project on a page, but they can speak to you and you can help them get to that point. And so are you going to be working through your Instagram when the book is released and while you're doing your tour, teaching people how to be able to take, give them three tools they can use to move forward with their life to help them understand what has happened to them has not, it, it obviously has been tragic because it's caused pain. But how do they continue to move forward with three key things? What would those three key things be for you as an author that's lived through tragedy yourself and triumphs and finding yourself and being able to put it on paper? And some people are afraid to do that. How, how would you advise them? I would tell them, look at the fear, acknowledge it, uh-huh. it was a part of yourself, uh, being able to understand the pain, understand the scars, Yeah. Uh, and then write about the truth about them, write about the message that was behind those stories, like what did you learn from that, really think, like not just, oh I learned to love again after that, that's simple, everybody can learn to love again, but it's like, no, how did that shape me, what crevices did it Okay. And it's even your mind as well that a lot of people, I feel like, always kind of dismiss. Don't be afraid to go into your subconscious. When you have that one thought that goes boop, boop, and it goes out the other way, don't pull it back and think about it again. I like that. Um, so 
I would say. And then the third one I would say would be love yourself because you are the little bright star of hope for those around you. And even if a lot of people don't recognize it, you can be that hope for yourself. And then as you keep emanating this giant star of love and compassion, everybody will come back to you. And they'll be like, oh, so that's what that is. Yeah. Like, I can help feel the same thing. And for a lot of upcoming writers that I've, I'm actually helping a few um, right now. One of, uh, one of my friends, she's you know starting the same journey that I kind of did. Um, and she's like, how do I get this on the page? Mm-hmm. Really bright. And I'm like, put yourself into it. You can't be afraid to not show a lot of things. Um, and there are there are some personal things that you actually you know may not never you may not ever want to put out. Um, but break it down into the simple part. You don't have to retell the story. You can make a new story around that, but still have the lesson you learned. Yes, so I like that. That's thank you for sharing that with us. That's perfect. So, um, if you had one, you traveled the world. So you you basically have seen the world except for Africa and Egypt. If you could go back to one of those places and pick a coffee shop that you've seen that you wrote from, where would that be? I mean, I fell in love in Paris um, with the city. Um, and I would just go back there again for a year, and I would live above the coffee shop, and I would just spend hours listening to conversations in the restaurant, talking with people, um, and drinking a lot of coffee. <laughs> Do you think that you would want to be able to work within that coffee shop as well to get the from the behind the scenes? Um, you know, what's funny is when I was living there, uh, the people watching is such a huge thing. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of times you go out, when you go out for lunch uh, after, like, morning work, uh, people are, you know, drinking coffee, food, uh, having conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good morning. Just have a casual conversation. Um, so a lot of times, a lot of places where I went, I actually got to know a lot of people that did work behind the bars. And stuff. So like, uh, it was great. You just made friends, and like everybody there was super talkative. Um, but then when you wanted to be alone and like enclose yourself to get what you wanted to write down. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, so. What has been one of your favorite hobbies in life before you became an author? Definitely riding motorcycles, I have to say. Okay. So tell us what it was like to ride a motorcycle in your life, and did you compete? What did you do? Was it just for fun? Tell me a little bit about that part of your life. So I've raced before. Uh, definitely one of the best feelings in the world. Uh, honestly, anytime when you're on a bike, whether you're riding casually, Uh-huh. That you're riding on top of. And when you're riding it really hard, as you would in a race, uh, it's like a second, as a, like a second leg or a muscle memory. And it's just awesome when everything comes together. Um, and it's kind of like riding on a page. It's letting that tire squeal, and it's like riding with a pen. Um, so it's very similar to like a riding Hello. experience for me. Yeah. 
How did it feel the first time you were on a motorcycle, like on, riding on the freeway and cars are like climbing? I mean, I've been on the back of a motorcycle and I've, but I've never ridden or driven a motorcycle. So what is the energy that you get from that power that you're, it's just you and a piece of metal between your legs with a lot of power. How does that feel? <laughs> um, I would say divine, but that would offend some people. Um, <laughs> but just awesome. Uh, I've never really had that kind of fear being on the bike. Uh, I really wanted to, you know, get lower and lower every time through a corner. Uh, and I don't know if that's the daredevil in me, but um, that's what I kind of liked is just pushing, uh, especially when you're on the track racing, pushing the limit of what your body and what a bike can do. Uh, and there's just no other feeling. Yeah. Like that. I only say writing is the only other feeling in the world for me that can really get that and really get that way. So, do you think it's because it's like you've got your life in your hands on a motorcycle and it's the power and the passion behind the ride and what you're thinking as you're riding and looking at everything around you and being aware? And then you're able to feel that same thing as an author writing your your words on paper instead of the speed of the power it's the speed of the mind that you're able to take that and make it into this so do you believe both of those worlds that you live in of being a passionate motorcycle rider and a being in contests as a you know motorcycle rider and now an author and traveling the world that that all of these things have created who Robert Deshays the second is Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm on a bike, I'm, I'm focused with like my inner self, my inner body. It's almost like a meditative state. And so when I'm writing, I bring myself into that meditative state and silence a lot of thoughts. Ah. Words start coming up and like stories I want to tell. Like even if it's like a, a, a little thing, like I'll see like a flower off like blooming in the grass and I'll be like, I want to write a story about the flower. And I can make that story really cool. Um, or even if it's like I see a moving part on the bike, like a wheel, like I can write a story about a wheel. So, do you carry a notebook with you when you're out on your motorcycle and you like got to take a rest? Are you still writing after you've like been riding a motorcycle for hours or an hour or whatever time frame? Generally, whenever I'm out, I always have something to write with. Okay. Okay. Definitely an advice I give to a lot of people. If you have something to write down, because we all have phones these days and we all pretty much write notes. I generally like writing an actual pen because it can help my connection to the hand of my brain. Um, But if I don't have that pen, if I don't have that paper, then I write down in my uh, phone as soon as possible. So, like, for example, this is Blackjack. This 
Yes, but that that is what you wrote it, and then it became the actual book, Blackjack Twenty Two. So it's going to be amazing when they come out. But um, I can't wait for people to get um, Blackjack Twenty Two Modern Poetry in their hands. Yeah. Well, it's been in production for a while because you kept changing <laughs> a few things, you correct? Know, when, you, when you want it to be right, that's the thing. It's, this is, it, it's really a beautiful, beautiful book. So, hold it and read it. Okay, so let me talk about the cover. I mean, yeah. the cover is really incredible. And the back, I don't know if you guys can see this. So this is, it's called Blackjack um, 22, Modern Poetry. And obviously, you've got the aces. And explain what this means, where you got the 22 from. So, um, for those of you that gamble or know generally mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so when I was writing this book, I was in a time where I didn't really feel lucky. And I felt like it was always one over. Uh, so it was always 22 rather than 21. Okay. And blackjack is very much so a game of luck where it's whatever the dealer draws. You have that card, and either you can bluff your way out of it or you show them. Um, and I like that. That's awesome. And let's talk about the back because this is really incredible artwork. I mean, this is like playing poker, poker chips. Yeah. Relates to anybody. It's yeah, like. Yeah. So, all you moms listening right now. So you um, basically wrote this to all the moms in the world. To all, to all the moms I knew, especially to my mother, um, you. And but I wrote it as this general tone of how a son appreciates how much a mother does for him. Oh. Because a lot of times you can overlook all the simple things, like your mom buying you ice cream at the store, or buying you a DVD, or spending whole days at Disneyland, <laughs> or you know playing with your toys as a kid. Yeah. Uh, Watched as 
not without reprimanding, but of those times he made it a lesson. He taught me to care for those who would be left behind, to understand before I judge, to protect the ones I called family, even when you didn't have one to model from. The pain you held for years, the insecurities, the internal torture that ravaged and created the phantoms that withered you down never destroyed your spirit. The spirit that raised us to become, the spirit that was unbreakable, unyielding, yet loving into a degree that I could never fathom. I couldn't be prouder to label you as my mother. I hope that not every woman should bear, but I hope they will. It is an occupation designed to break, to wither, to drive insane the average person, but you are no average person. In dealing with internal struggles and pain, you raised me to understand and believe that the world, no matter how dark it got, on some nights was a blessing to live in. To understand the subtle beauties and the noise the waves create when crashing on the shore, to admire the painters creating whatever work of art came to their head, and the rain making music as it fell on the street, the artistic wave that helped transform you and me to uphold the human creativity and imagination was something you and I shared forever treasure. You grew up as much as I did, and yet you never placed yourself before me. You cradled, held, protected, and walked alongside of me as my best friend and mother. A woman so strong, it was frightening to most men. A woman who stared down the face of death and hatred and taught it love. Taught these insecurities, these insurmountable forces to be accepted, to show compassion, to leave something behind that no one will, that one will forever be remembered by. I cannot say this enough, but because of you raised me to be, I will forever be eternally grateful that I was given the chance to be born to you. Because without you, I would have no one to search for and be lucky enough to be the mother of my children. So that's the end. And then to finish this beautiful piece that I wrote, um, I actually commissioned art by <laughs> a mother's touch. And since I wanted to break it down to the simplest uh, kind of picture of what a mother is to a son, and that is the um he commissioned me to do the artwork for him and that is the drawing that i did for that poem and it will be in the book so there there's that one and that one i i really really do love and i called it reflections in the sand because a lot of times you know how can a man relate to his mom and everybody's like oh you're like your dad or you like your brother or you're like your uncle I want to be that compassionate side. I want to be that loving side. I want to be the side that men aren't kind of allowed to show these days because it's like, oh, they're scared or they're fearful or they're cowards. It's like, no, people who actually love the most are the strongest. And women are some of the most powerful figures that I actually love to listen to. Um, and you have eternally been a role model for me as well. Oh, I love you, Robbie. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, I'm crying because I did not announce in the beginning of the interview. This is my eldest son, Robert Joseph Deshaies II. Um, and when I read that poem and he asked me to be commissioned to draw the art, um, for those of you who have been following me for a while, I am an artist also. Um, it was I wanted to make sure the drawing could relate to any mother in the world. And I read the poem so many times that there was one week in the house, it looked like someone knocked me out and gave me black eyes because every time I was trying to draw and read to the, the, the 
poem itself, I started to cry and then I couldn't see. But it was amazing working with you, um, yeah. working for you, um, and you asking me to be commissioned to be your artist for a few of your poems in this book. And you also commissioned your brother Joseph to be a photographer um, to some of the poems in your book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people always kind of dismiss a physical picture for poetry. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah, poetry within a single stroke of a page. And with you as an artist, you did 10 pieces in the last half of the book. So what's crazy is that all the photography is in the first half because it's stuff that I've been through, stuff that I've seen. Yeah. Ah, uh, I remember um, that one. Yeah, but that one is definitely, uh, that one's another really good one. Yeah, it was, it was hard, actually. I was, um, I was in Hawaii, and my book was just getting released, Living with Phantoms, and we were DMing back and forth, and you were sending me the poetry, and I would do the drawing, and you're like, no, it needs to be a little more of this or a little more of that, so, um... I was like, okay, and I I couldn't just be the normal artist. I was commissioned to be your artist, so yeah. I had to envision what you wanted to be put on these incredible pages of poetry. So it was an honor to be able to work with you on my a second project together, and also Robert Joseph um, Deshays, who we are speaking with today, is my editor and the creative side of the writer of Living with Phantoms. So we have really bonded as a family of mother, son, um, and just all together, all of us have created this amazing bond of never giving up, um, no matter how bad life we face, um, picking each other up and bringing each other in closer um, and just tapping each other on the back every morning and being yes. grateful for life. It's a great journey, honestly. Um, I feel like a lot of like other writers and other artists, they know, like we are definitely the more emotional people compared to a lot of other <laughs> But that's the best thing, is honestly being able to show that emotion, being able to break down those layers, and then talking about them with each other. Um, and a lot of the with your drawings, Thank it's you. That's so true. And for those of you who have read my book, Living the Phantoms, A Journey to the Truth, and you read about my firstborn. You are looking at him right now, Robert Joseph DeChase II, and you read about how tragic it was in my life to get 
to be able to be called a mother and what I went through to get you. And then our story continued on. So um, it's an honor to be able to sit here today on my live podcast, live with Domery at Domery Healthy and Fit, um, because not only were you a part of my first book, you are part of my second book, you asked me to be a part of your book. You've got four other ones ready to go. Um, it's, I'm just so proud of you and everything that you've accomplished in your life and that you've brought family into it. And that's incredible. And it's an honor to be able to say, I'm your mother. And that one is an anthology, correct? Anthology. Yes. Um, that one is, I've got a cover of that book. Did you take it? <laughs> Could have been. I'm so sorry. Do you have a copy of it? Okay, so Anthology is your second book that will be released um, months after Blackjack 22, Modern Poetry. Um, so what is Anthology going to be about? Okay. And it's a lot of setting up what leads to a certain conversation. So it's, it's definitely it's really good. It's it's I I uh, it's 130 pages. Wow. Each each, each uh, chapter is about uh, 13 to 15 pages. So it's, it's pretty good. It's gonna be exciting. How many pages are in Blackjack 22 Modern Poetry? Uh, 75. 75 pages of poetry. So that's a book you can carry around with you no matter where you go. Yeah, it's a, I want it to be pocket-sized to where people would find their perfect, you know, whatever poem they related to most or even a, uh, a few of them they related to. And it wasn't too gnarly like a, you know, a Lord of the Rings book. Or <laughs> yeah. The ones that we carry around. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hi, Melissa. Okay. 
That's amazing. So what an incredible journey you have had um, through life. I My book is an open book. It's raw. It's honest. It told everybody exactly what your childhood was like. And today, here we are sitting together on a live podcast for Spotify and Apple. And you've got your first book release coming out. So um, take a look at Robert Joseph DeShays' Instagram. You'll be able to see him as um, his life developed and as his was as he talked about being a motorcycle rider and in his motorcycle adventures. And now you'll be able to relate more to those photos and his Instagram. And then he's going to start releasing a little bit of information about when the book is going to be officially released. Is there going to be a pre-order? Okay. Okay. You mean the audio copies are going to be available sooner? Yeah, author copies will be here within three weeks. Okay. Um, so I'll have this, I'll hand out post copies to uh, people I know, signed copies. So will you be giving your audience a chance to win an autographed signed I, book? Perfect. And I actually will be, along with that raffle, will have a copy with me. Ah, but what if they live in Ireland? Uh, well, Are you going to do a Skype coffee with them, like an hour? Coffee. Yeah, we'll figure something out. But I, I like that. It'll be a conversation with me. Um, that will be announced in a couple weeks um, when I know the full secure details. Uh, same with anthology. I'll be doing, I'll pretty, with every one of my book releases, I'll be doing because I love to talk to people about the process of going, of how this came to be. Yes. And I, and I know that helps a lot of people if they're writing themselves get that out there. Um, yeah. So what do you say, um, before we end this and our hour is over, what do you say to the people that, I follow so many writers um, and uh, poets and inspirational sites and I've reached out to so many of them that will actually be interviewing here on my page um, that don't really know and are not sure of themselves to send it into Fulton Books or whatever um, major book sellers there are out there. What would be the words that you would say to them? Because I've said, just do it. You're either going to get a yes or you're going to get a no. And it doesn't mean you stop with no from that book publishing company. You go to the next book publishing company or you publish it yourself, establish a name, and then you get recognized and then you get published. You yeah. automatically got published. Yeah, um, I kind of lucked out on that first one, um, first couple actually. Um, but it's putting yourself into it. I have to say, put yourself into it. If you don't put yourself into it, then they're not going to want it. Mm -hmm. it's pretty, if you don't have any emotion behind the writing, um, then take what you have, go over it again. Yeah. Today, I deleted 25 pages of my uh, novel I'm working on because I wasn't happy with the ending. Okay. Uh, I deleted 25. 
it wasn't good enough in my opinion. Um, and I own them, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't good enough for my editor board. Uh, and so don't be afraid to rewrite. Don't be afraid to redraft because not everything will work out first time around. Blackjack took six months. Uh, anthology took six months as well after writing the initial story. Yeah. And then when I deleted stories from anthology that I ended up rewriting. Uh, and right now I'm on my third novel. Yeah. I, I don't know how many pages I just like deleted and saved for later. Yeah. So it's don't be afraid to change. Uh, sometimes you can change the story. Sometimes it, people don't have to know the whole process during the time. Mm -hmm. So mostly trusting yourself and knowing that it's like, okay, this it's... is the story I wanted to get across when the first yeah. idea first popped in my head. So don't be afraid to delete words and go back. Yeah. And then don't be afraid to get the word no, because that doesn't always mean no. It means I'm going to try again and I'm going to keep moving forward because you can restart again and again. Yeah. It There is no never stop until there's no more air in our lungs. So it's always keep doing it again and again and again. Just like the ocean current. It goes out, but it always comes back in. And it gives you the chance to just keep moving forward. So that was, Robbie, with everything that we've talked about, I'm going to pull the card. A question out of this amazing right. deck that I've got. I have no idea what I'm going to ask you. It's called Chit Chat. And it is an amazing brain game. And I'm going to, where do you want me to pull it from? From the side, the middle, or the back? Left hand pick. All right. I'm going to just kind of pull it around here. And this is the question of chit chat to the author, Robert Joseph the II of Blackjack 22 Modern Poetry. It says, which activity would you like a lesson from an expert? Wow. Okay. That was a really good pick for me to pick for you. It's destiny. And what an amazing, like, insightful thing that you would want to do to go back. Yeah. I, I, a lot of, there's a lot of Greek influences, a lot of mythological influences, there's a lot of Egyptian influence, and a lot of things that I write. Uh huh. I've always been fascinated. So, by Julius Caesar, Julius yeah. Caesar, you'd want to go back in time and ask him questions. Hmm. Especially towards the end of his life. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. And I truly appreciate you taking the time today um, and talking to us about Blackjack 22. I would really love for you to come back on again one more day or it, whenever you're available and to continue to talk to us about certain poetries and the way that you write and maybe give us a few lessons on yeah. People that are inspired to become authors. No, I would love to. And uh, a few other projects that I actually can tease now. Uh, so recently I just relaunched a crowdfunding this week. Yes, uh, I. Graphic novel. So mm -hmm. this will be my first graphic novel. And for people that don't know, it is pretty much 
and uh, this one's called Adam and Eternity. And so I have this little flyer right here. Uh huh. Wow. So this is a uh, awesome personal journey. A lot of it's right. It's pretty much the same kind of journey as Blackjack. And uh, who is your artist? Because I'm not the artist to that book. No, no. Yeah, the artist is actually uh, Dominic Pinto. Okay. He and I met as a student in Mexico, and he is producing some amazing art pages that are going with my writing. That's and, incredible. Uh, Uh, Robbie, I'll bring you back on. Hold on. Interview with Robert Joseph Deshays II about his new book release, Blackjack 22, Modern Poetry. Okay, hold on. I'm going to go live again. Hi, everybody. Sorry we ended our one-hour interview. That was amazing with the author, Robert Joseph Deshays II, for the book. Hi. <laughs> and he, there he is. He's going to come back on because we've got a few more things that we are going to be talking about and um we ran out of our hour so we're reconnecting everybody thank you so much for coming back and watching the show i feel like we need a full two hours on instagram so um everybody thank you for coming back i love that you all came back because we were right in the middle of telling you what was going to be coming on so robbie the entire audience is coming back on so go That's so, amazing. Uh, we have a goal, and if you go to the link in my bio, uh, everything is there. You can go to our project page, and we got sample art. We got the thesis behind the project. We have the risks and challenges. It's very professional, absolutely amazing. All of you can check it out in my bio. Uh, it's the link in there, the website. So, Robert, where do they find you? Well, right then we are definitely going to have to have you back on live with Domery, the happy medium bringing us all together and challenges of life, but turning 
those challenges into reality. So would you, now that we are live again, is there one more poem you would wish to share with the audience of everybody that came back? Okay. Yeah, yeah. While you're looking, so he's going, Robbie, uh, Robert, sorry, everybody. Robert is going to read one more piece of poetry from his brand new book coming out Blackjack 22, Modern Poetry. So he has already shared the, one of the poems, and I cried during the interview. Um, so let's see what he surprises us with next. Okay. Okay, um, let's go. So this one's called Fatal. Fatal. It's called Femme. Femme, okay. French, Femme means women, so it's a fatal name. Her glance bites me, a snake wandering the unknown field. Her touch breaks my precious mind, glass shatters, and my subconscious absolutely disintegrates. Her kiss plants itself to me, poison secretes into my soul. She is fatal, and yet I cannot stop thinking about her. The touch and kiss of death that springs me to life. Is she the one trying to rescue me or I her? We all halt in our long walk as she grasps my hand for the last time and she speaks. I'm sorry, but I don't want to hurt you anymore. I can't piece the sentence together because I don't know how it works. I know it has been a ticking clock. The midnight hour approaches and it's time to leave. She kisses me farewell and with her final touch, a piece of her is planted. Planted so deep in my mind, in my memory, that I will never forget. The memory of a woman who not only saved my soul, but also destroyed my spirit. Oh, okay, that one's deep too. Wow. All right. So that is going to be in the beginning of this book. Yeah. And do you have a, a drawing on that one? That one isn't absent from the drawings. Okay. So, audience, thank you for coming back. It's an amazing gift to be able to be doing live interviews on my podcast at Live with Domery and Spotify and my Apple Live with Domery. And we're going to continue to do them here at Domery Healthy and Fit because this is where I started my journey. And every week, Three times a week, we are going to be bringing amazing authors, doctors, fashion designers, um, fitness, you name it. We are not saying no to any of these interviews. So we have been honored today with Robert Deshays and his brand new book coming out and two more right behind that. And honestly, I cannot be prouder and grateful that you have given us the time on two live interviews and shared two of your favorite poetries with us. So thank you, everybody. I will be posting on my page as soon as this book is released. I know that Robert said it will be available on audio very soon, but a digital audio, but this is a book you really want to have in your hands. And may I ask, do you know what the pricing of the book is going to be? Yes, it'll be $12.95. Okay, everybody, $12.95 to get amazing poetry to read and to live by and to open up your own hearts and souls and really investigate what's going on in here 
and how are you going to change the world next? Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. It was great. Thank you so much. Yes, awesome. Well, we will get you on the books absolutely. And thank you for tuning in. And I just uploaded the hour interview onto my IGTV at Domery Healthy and Fit. And thank you for supporting us and loving us every single day. Everybody stay well, stay healthy, keep shining, and give a smile to a stranger today or pick up the phone or send a text or a voicemail and keep inspiring. Thank you, Robert, for joining us. Thank you. Have a fabulous evening, everybody. Goodbye. Wow, almost half of them came back. Yeah. That was great, Robbie. Good interview. I'm trying to pick a picture to put onto it to send it to IG, well, IGTV. your photo that I used for the ad. I just can't find it right now. Where are you? I guess I could go beyond the desk and uh, do it easily that way. So trying to reach over. with Robert Joseph Deshaies the second of his brand new book being released Blackjack 22 modern poetry Fulton books you are able to order it um, soon and you can get it on audio within two weeks check it out and watch our live interview before this to get a bit of who Robert Joseph Deshaies is. Thank you so much for joining, and once again, have a great evening.
Oops. I always do that. <laughs> 